In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful, and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil, and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins, and trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord was my support in the day of my calamity. Brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. my support in the day of my calamity. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in
Let us pray. O Lord, since you never fail to help and govern those whom you nurture in your steadfast fear and love, work in us a perpetual fear and love of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the second Sunday after Trinity is written in the book of Proverbs, chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maids, and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come in here, she says to those who lack judgment. Come, eat my food, and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways, and you will live. Walk in the way of understanding. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insult. Whoever rebukes a wicked man incurs abuse. Do not rebuke a mocker, or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Instruct a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will add to his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This is the word of the Lord. The second lesson is recorded in the first letter of St. John, chapter 3. Do not be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. 
Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Give thank to the Lord, the thanks due to his righteousness. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory be to you, O Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you.
Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Are you looking forward to heaven? Or are you more concerned about the here and now? Are you anxiously awaiting that banquet that the Lord has prepared, the great marriage feast of the Lamb? Or are you more concerned with what's for dinner? Of course, you have every reason to look forward to the future, to the day when the Lord Jesus returns to make everything new, to wipe away every tear from your eye. But that time is not now. That will happen when Christ returns. Here is not the place where sin and death cease to torment us. That will take place in the new creation and at the banquet God is preparing for us there. And it's only fitting that we should long for that feast. The banquet that Jesus is referring to in our gospel for today is not the heavenly banquet. Instead, it's a banquet that's already begun here on earth. But you'll miss out on the future banquet in heaven if you decline his invitation to the banquet on earth. You have to understand, the banquet is here. The banquet is now. The setting for Jesus' parable is the home of a Pharisee where Jesus had been invited to attend a little banquet. He is invited, it says, so that all the Pharisees could keep an eye on him and perhaps they could trap him in something that he said or did. As usual, Jesus warns the Pharisees about their pride and their self-centeredness, which showed itself in the way that they went about picking seats to sit at the banquet. With all this talk about banquets, one of them proposed a toast. He said, blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. That sounds nice. But the man was missing the point. He had already, was already missing the feast in the kingdom of God because he had Jesus right there in front of him but didn't want him for a savior. And so, in this context, here to this situation, Jesus told another parable, a banquet parable, of a certain man who was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. That certain man stands for God. The invited guests were the Jews, the children of Abraham, and the banquet is the kingdom of God. It's, it's God's salvation, his redemption, Forgiveness of sins, eternal life, adoption as God's sons, a place in God's family. Then, when everything was ready, when the time had fully come, the banquet began when God sent his son. Finally, God had fulfilled his ancient promise to step into human history, to send his son as the substitute for sinful man, as the sacrifice that allows sinners back into the good graces of a holy God. The coming of Christ ushered in this great banquet, the kingdom of God itself, because in Christ, God was reconciled to sinners. This is the banquet. And so, the gospel went out in all of Israel, preached by Jesus, but also by John the Baptist, also by Jesus' disciples. They said, come, celebrate at the banquet of God. Jesus is the Christ, your Savior from sin, death, and hell. Repent of your sin. Trust in him as your Savior. God the Father was pleased to give his Son. And he dearly wanted to celebrate this gift with his people. At the time of the banquet, he sent out his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they said, no thank you. We have better things to do. 
We read, they all alike began to make excuses. One says, I just bought a field, I need to check it out. One says, I bought five yoke of oxen. Another says, I just got married, can't come. And that describes how most of the Jews received the gospel of Christ. Mind you, most of them weren't murderers or adulterers or outwardly wicked people. They just had better things to do than to listen to Jesus. They had their own work to do, for God even, rather than to be fed by the banquet of Jesus' blood and righteousness. They had their own way of trying to be saved rather than trusting in Jesus. They had their own human relationships to keep them satisfied, to keep them occupied, to keep them busy. So they turned down Jesus' gospel. They stayed home from God's banquet. And that made God angry. To hear the gospel invitation to believe in Christ and to live under him in his kingdom and then to say, sorry, I'm busy. Know that God will not put up with. But notice, in his anger, at those invited guests who turned down his invitation, he doesn't call off the banquet. He doesn't take his son back up into heaven and call off his whole plan of salvation. No, what he does is he simply extends the invitation to others. The owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. See what God does to the proud and the wise and the self-righteous. He extended his invitation, the banquet invitation to the poor and the lame, to tax collectors, thieves and prostitutes and sinners, to little children even, to the foolish of the world. Those are the ones who heard Jesus' gospel invitation to come and find rest in him and feast in the banquet in the kingdom of God. And they did. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. And that's simply not acceptable to the master of the banquet. He wants his house filled. He wants the salvation that his son accomplished to be received and celebrated to the ends of the earth. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. And these are the Gentiles people from every nation under heaven that would hear the gospel invitation and believe. The banquet in God's household is for all people of all nations. The banquet is Christ in his kingdom, its forgiveness, its life, its salvation. And the gospel is God's gracious and sincere invitation to the world to come to the banquet to believe in Christ and be saved. Those who believe receive all of that here and now. They already feast with God at his holy banquet and are promised a place at the banquet in heaven. Those who don't believe but instead decline God's invitation to the banquet in Christ will lose out not only on the banquet here and now, but also on the banquet to come. Jesus' words to the Pharisee who rejected him were very harsh. He said, I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. This gospel is rich in comfort for us here and now. For the Father's will is clear that his house should be filled not with the rich and the mighty, but with the poor and the lowly from every tribe and nation. You and I are the ones along the roads and country lanes who have come into the banquet of Christ, called by the Holy Spirit through this gospel to repentance and faith, and through faith we are even now feasting on the love of God for us in Christ Jesus. Every day, 
all the time. His forgiveness is yours now. His peace, His grace, mercy, all of it wrapped up in Christ. Here we are, here and now, sitting at the banquet around Jesus' word. We are here and now about to feast with bread and wine even at the banquet of his own body and blood. And that banquet will accompany you home today too. As you continue to live your life in Christ's kingdom, keeping his name holy in all that you do and all that you say, serving him as Lord and King with all that you are and with all that you have. But there is also a warning for us here. We are no better than the Jews. We deserve to sit at God's banquet no more than they did. And the day that we become too busy or too bored to feast at the banquet of Christ is the day we join the unbelieving guests outside the banquet hall. Remember this. Christ does not say to hear his word every so often and be content with that. He says through his apostle, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. And he says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. The sacrament of the altar, too, is part of the banquet and is offered here for the same purpose so that all who hunger for the comfort of Jesus' forgiveness might receive it. Jesus' gracious invitation says, do this in remembrance of me, not despise this or leave this entirely undone. As Luther rightly says in the Catechism, those who intentionally, without hindering and without, with nothing hindering them, Go a long time without communing at this banquet of forgiveness that Christ graciously sets before us cannot be considered as Christians. To be a Christian and to yearn for the word and the sacraments of our Lord go hand in hand. So wake up from your boredom. Wake up from your busyness. Wake up from your coldness and your indifference and hear your Savior's gracious invitation. Do this in remembrance of me. Come, dine with me in my Father's house. You don't have to wait until Jesus returns in glory. Jesus is here now. You don't have to wait until you die. Dine with me now, Jesus says, and you will never die. The banquet is here. The banquet is now. Come, for everything is now ready. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for bringing us who were once far off near to you by the blood of Christ. Remove from us all pride and vanity and give to us humble hearts that recognize that you have made us members of your household solely by grace. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, you send your servants throughout the world to graciously invite all sinners to come to your great banquet. Continue to raise up faithful men for this task and fill your banquet hall with sinners redeemed by Christ the crucified. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, on this day we thank you for the gift of our earthly fathers. Bless all fathers that they would care for their families, lead their children to Jesus, and reflect your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, look upon the hungry, poor, homeless, and unemployed with compassion and tend to their needs. Remove from us any excess love of earthly treasures that we would be moved to provide assistance when able. Bless the charitable organizations and social agencies of our land that relief would be found in them for those who need it. Lord, in your mercy. Loving Father, have mercy on all who are suffering and desire your aid at the present time. According to your gracious will, heal their infirmities and give them strength to bear all their crosses in Christian patience. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we remember all who rest in your nearer presence, especially those in our families who have gone before us in the faith. Prepare us every day to fall asleep in the wounds of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer that we may rise with them in glory at your Savior's return to judge the living and the dead. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Almighty and most merciful Father, send down upon us the grace of your Holy Spirit, and through your holy word be pleased to bless and sanctify these your gifts of bread and wine, that they may be the body and the blood of your most dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. 
This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, O Lord, according to his institution, we, your servants, celebrate here before your divine majesty. With these, your holy gifts, the commemoration your Son has willed us to make. Remembering his blessed passion, mighty resurrection, and glorious ascension, we give you most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits he has secured for us. And we humbly ask you to grant that by his merits and death and through faith in his blood, we and your whole church may receive forgiveness of sins and all other benefits of his passion. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this holy supper. We pray that through it you will strengthen our faith in you and increase our love for one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Just a quick note that there will not be a Bible and Music Academy tomorrow night. Uh, there, I did put a, a copy of the hymn that we would have studied uh, this Monday, which is for next Sunday, uh, on the, the table, the credenza there, uh, where we sign in for communion. There's an extra sheet there, too. Uh, but then we'll pick up next, the following Monday. We invite you to join us for that. God be with you.